Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. They went in there thinking they could get them, and they came home believing they are poised to get them, and they feel like they can get this done. Well, last time we spoke, I was in a jack-in-the-box parking lot in Tempe, Arizona. We were talking baseball and Corbin Burns. Today, we talk Packers and Aaron Rodgers. We welcome in Packers reporter, host of Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN and ESPN Wisconsin. It is Jason Wilde. Greetings, Jason. Gregory, hello. How are you? I am doing well. You had a big number yesterday. Uh, I want to bring that back up. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> well, I, I want to... This is why uh, I don't do that. See, these all, all of my teammates who I... I love them, or most of them anyway. Um, you say a number, and now this is a second consecutive show other than mine where that number's been brought up. Like, oh, you guys, you're killing me. This is why I don't say things like that normally. Go ahead. Well, we'll phrase it this way. I'll leave the number out of it. Has anything changed in your mind with regard to the confidence level that Aaron Rodgers will be traded to the New York Jets. Not a lot of news yet from this morning, but Diana's comments were, I, I guess, reflective of how the Jets feel. Does that do anything to sway your opinion? Yeah, I, I, I think my opinion is more based on, on the fact that I, I don't think that I don't, see a, I don't see a path back to Green Bay at this point. So you know, maybe I shouldn't have given a percentage to Homer when he asked for it yesterday because uh, there there also feels to me anyway like there there could be something lurking, like something – this feels too easy, doesn't it? Like all this momentum toward the Jets and them coming out publicly through Diana Rossini because that's exactly what happened, right? I mean, I'm sure her sources are Jet sources, uh, that they're confident they're going to get them. Uh, reports that the Packers are not even going to get the Jets' first-round pick this year in this trade. Um, it it just feels too clean. Like, oh, okay, well, the, the era is over, and it's just a matter of when they finally make this trade uh, happen, which, of course, they can't officially do until the league year starts, but they can agree to it uh, right now if they want. But... I, there's this sneaking suspicion that I have, and, and maybe my spidey sense is off, but that, you know, there could still be some sort of surprise, right? Whether it's Rogers saying, you know, thank you for your interest and in that great dinner in Malibu, but uh, I think I might retire. Not because he actually isn't going to play next year, but because maybe he'd like other options. I, I just, I find myself thinking, it feels too easy that he's just going to go to the Jets. At the same time, what my, my opinion that has not changed is it's really hard for me to see a path back to the Packers. I just I feel like they've kind of made it clear that they're done with him, uh, as you know, multiple people had said long before this. Uh, their actions, I don't believe personally, that they were as done with him as it was depicted initially. But I think Aaron Rodgers' probably behavior since and lack of communication and him, um, I, I think that they wanted, they love the idea or like the idea of a truly invested Rodgers coming back to them. 
they were open to that, and I don't think that they've gotten that vibe, and that's how we've kind of gotten to where we are. But the bottom line is, no, I don't, I don't expect him to play for the Packers again. If he does, I'll be surprised. And I think it's most likely that he ends up with the Jets, but I'm not um, – I am starting to hedge a little bit thinking about other possibilities or just things to get ugly and for us to spend an offseason, the rest of the offseason, unsure of what he's going to do. And then suddenly in late August, he's going to get the itch to play and he's going to try and force the Packers to cut him or something. That That is a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I have thought about that possibility of late. You know, I, I think there was a time where I believed, Jason, that the Packers were worried about the court of public opinion and, and looking like the villain in this situation somehow. Granting the Jets permission to go on a dinner date <laughs> together in California tells me they are no longer concerned about being the villain. That maybe the villain, maybe they've tested what the fan base is thinking at this point. And, and I think if we put a poll up, and I'm sure you have, I think more Packers fans are comfortable with him leaving than want him to stay. Do, do you think there's any bit of that yep. in this from the Packers? Yeah, again, it, 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 I think you're right. Um, and I do think the, the polls that we've done have supported that. Um, but what I would hasten to add is uh, it's really easy to feel that way and think, yeah, get rid of him. I'm done with him. Um, and then when the Jets are 8-3 and three, and you're 3-8 and eight, and Jordan Love stinks and Rodgers is playing great, um, and you only got a second-round pick for a Hall of Fame quarterback after Russell Wilson fetched two firsts, two seconds, and three players a year ago, um, I think you're going to have a hard time feeling like uh, the fans are on uh, Team Goody then. Now, I, again, I don't have a crystal ball. Maybe it will never come to that. But, boy, there's, there's a way that this can go sideways in a pretty big way. And, you know, again, I'm not predicting that we're going to be back to the 1970s and 80s like I grew up with as a kid, but you have to at least acknowledge the possibility that that could occur. And uh, I hope for everyone's sake it doesn't, but um, there's, we are at an inflection point in Packers history once again. And I, I know that I sound like a broken record when I say this, but we all can look back on 2008 now and talk about how great it worked out, right? Worked out great, right? Um, they won a Super Bowl three years uh, in the third year of Rodgers being a starter. Uh, Favre didn't win the Vikings their first Super Bowl title. Everything worked out okay. But think about how close we were to not working out okay if you're a Packers fan. Like, Favre is one boneheaded interception away, which certainly he had his share of those over the years, from them being in the Super Bowl. And the Saints won that Super Bowl, so maybe the, maybe the Vikings would have too, right? And the Packers, meanwhile, were, you know, a Deshaun Jackson punt return away from not even making the playoffs the year they won the Super Bowl, right? Like, they, they were that close to it, them not even having an opportunity to go on that run. And they obviously did. They won the title. And everything was hunky-dory in Titletown. But that's my point. The, the, the difference between success and failure and this turning out to be the right move and this turning out to be the wrong move, uh, the, it is razor thin. And we'll see where the Packers end up 
which side they end up on this time around as opposed to 2008, 15 years ago. Yeah, and I, and I think you're spot on when you say it, it It all just appears a little too easy right now. It, it may end up being Rodgers for draft picks and they figure out the money element of it, but that's not that's not the singular, right? I, I feel like there could be a ripple effect here, and who knows? Maybe it's Randall Cobb signs a free agent deal now that they need a slot receiver. But what are we to make now of the lack of reporting and announcement that the Packers have successfully restructured the contract of David Bakhtiari? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, I saw Tom Silverstein was tweeting about that yesterday, and Tausch and I had talked about it even before that. Um, I think we all heard Goody in Indianapolis talking about that restructure like it was on the verge of being done. Right? I mean, it was a foregone conclusion essentially, and now suddenly here we are, eight days later, and it ain't done. How do you not wonder? Right? I'm wondering, and I know I'm not alone in wondering that. Spoon's wondering it. Packers fans are wondering it. Everyone's wondering it. So I would say that that's a completely reasonable thing to wonder about. Like if I'm David Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers and I like to drive to practice together in my soup or in his uh, souped-up golf cart, and the Packers want me to restructure, and I think, hey. You know who? You know what the Jets really need if they're going to add Aaron Rodgers. They need a better offensive line. That's what Mike Tannenbaum said to us yesterday or the other day on Wilde and Touch. Maybe if I'm David Bakhtiari, I'm thinking, hmm, I think I'm going to hold off a little bit on that restructure. So, again, I'm not saying that David Bakhtiari is headed to New York, but you just made another good point. The fact that the Jets cleared some cap space today by cutting Braxton Berrios um, that, that is a position that uh, we know a friend of Aaron Rodgers could step into as well. I, I think Trey Wingo used the term, uh, the Jets are open kimono on your show today. That was, which that I, was quite a term. I yeah, must so say I've never heard before, uh, but it is an outstanding quite visual. An <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you, you, it's hard to see a path for Aaron Rodgers to come back to the Packers. It is impossible for me to see a path where another quarterback takes the reins for the New York Jets, right? I mean, they, they are invested in this very clearly flying across the country. I do wonder if another team knocks on the Packers' door and says, hey, can we chat with them too? I don't know, Carolina, you pick a team out of a hat if you'd like. But to your point about it being too easy, I'm wondering if in your thought process you're thinking another team might end up sort of in the mix. And if that would behoove the Packers to ultimately find a, a bidding war for the services of Aaron. Yeah, that would obviously be ideal for them is to have more than one team interested because it's awfully hard to negotiate when you don't have multiple bids. Um, I, I, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers, as we all have acknowledged, can be a headache for some. Um, the idea, though, that here we sit, a year removed from that Russell Wilson trade. And the Jets are basically in a position right now, if they remain his only suitor, to be able to not only pay a discounted rate in terms of trade compensation, but as has been reported by multiple people, um, they could also, frankly, try to push for um, the Packers to take on some of the cost of his current contract and lessen the salary cap hit for them and make things better for them and their salary cap 
while they have Rodgers on the team and not have to pay him cash that would come with trading that contract. So, I mean, again, the idea that we could go from Russell Wilson being traded to Denver for two firsts, two seconds, and three pretty good football players to Aaron Rodgers going for like a second rounder and like a conditional pick in addition to that. Um, And you pick up some of the salary from the contract that you foolishly overpaid him for. I mean, how many people are going to second guess you now? You didn't even make the playoffs. You, You gave him a contract that did not give you any real freedom to keep Devontae Adams and frankly ticked off Devontae Adams further because you made sure you took care of Rodgers first. Then you don't make the playoffs. You owe him all this money. And now you're going to pay him. It's like the old money ball line. Uh, you're going to pay him to play against you? Uh, that to me just doesn't sound like great management of the situation, which goes all the way back to April of 2020 when Jordan Love was drafted. Timeline is another big element of this, Jason. The Packers will be on the hook for more money if they trade him before June 1st than after. But I wonder if the framework of a deal will be pieced together or announced, or we hear from Aaron that he wants to retire or come back. Could all of that, any one of those scenarios, happen before the league year begins next week? Yeah, nothing can happen officially before the league year begins. Now, what could happen and what I think is perhaps likely to happen Um, You know, Rodgers has said, he said on McAfee, both if he came back to the Packers or he um, were to play somewhere else, that he would have to redo his deal. He would have to restructure his deal. And so I I believe that that will occur to allow them to make the trade before June 1st. I mean, you know, you don't want to trade him and get draft picks from the Jets after he's played a season for them, right? Because in – it's pretty simple to think that those draft picks won't be as high as they are at, what are they, 13th in every round this year. Um, so I would think that they will restructure the contract that allows the trade to go through for it to fit under both of their salary caps uh, in, in the next week or two if the trade actually happens. That's what I would assume. I don't think it takes till June to do that. I, I just don't think who, – who wants to do that, right? right. I mean, you want to – you, you want them there for your off-season program. You want them there. Uh, you want to be able to have the big press conference and have them holding a sign that says Broadway or whatever. Uh, you don't want to wait. Trying to figure out what number he'd wear. I don't think he can wear 12. Well, I, I, I know I saw this several weeks ago that that uh, Joe Namath is on the record having said, I think he, I don't know if he told Boomer Esiason, um, that if they get Aaron Rodgers, They'll, they can unretire his 12. <laughs> He's fine with that. So oh, if, if, if Joe Willie, Broadway Joe, is on board, um, what more can you ask than to wear number 12 with his blessing? Wilde and Tausch, 9 to noon, every morning on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Must listen to show always, especially this time of year. Jason, appreciate your time so much. As the world turn continues. Yeah, it sure it sure does. Thanks, Greg. Take care. Be good. Yeah, I appreciate you, pal. Jason Wildey joining us. I need to get, make my stance clear on the entire situation. I have not really had a chance to do that on ESPN Milwaukee or ESPN Wisconsin. I've done a lot of that on WTMJ down the hall. But my stance on the situation is very clear. I'll articulate it after this.